letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Friday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include a former police officer charged with financially exploiting a vulnerable adult, Minneapolis OKs using psychoactive plants, and getting set for next week's 3M Open in Blaine. But we begin with an update on last week's shooting in Fargo, North Dakota. WCCO's Laura Oaks has the latest. North Dakota law enforcement with some chilling new details today indicating the suspect in the killing of a Fargo police officer last week may have been plotting a much larger scale terror attack. Mohammed Barakat was killed at the scene after he shot and killed Officer Jake Walleen and critically injured two others. Fargo Police Chief Dave Zabolski. It was clear that this individual was a calculated, insidious, murderous individual dead set on hurting, killing as many people as possible. He had the intent, he had the commitment, he had the means. Federal and state officials say a search of Barricat's residence turned up multiple guns and ammunition, and a search of his computer showed he was researching mass casualty events. Barricat was a Syrian national who became a U.S. citizen in 2019. They say while he was Muslim, his faith was not a factor in the case, and he has no ties to the Muslim community. Zabolski says Waleen's sacrifice will never be forgotten. He took that bullet that someone else in our community might have otherwise taken. North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley says Waleen's parents are grateful for all of the support. I hope that you know how much they feel the outpouring from everybody. I really hope the community understands that because they, their hearts are running over. Two other Fargo officers critically injured in the shooting continue to recover. A motive is still unclear. Officer Jake Walleen's funeral is tomorrow in Pequot Lakes. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Charges are filed against a former police officer in northeastern Minnesota in connection with financially exploiting a vulnerable woman. According to a statement from Minnesota's Attorney General Keith Ellison, Lacey Siljard met the 78-year-old woman when she was a member of the Cloquet Police Force and ultimately tried to represent herself on behalf of the victim, claiming to be that woman's court-appointed guardian, even though she did have surviving relatives but no will. Siljord filed several claims from the woman's estate. Those claims were denied. Siljord left the Cloquet Police Department last year. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Investigators are back in Jordan today to try to find out what caused a house to explode last night. There were three people inside the house at the time of the blast, and only one of them was hurt, and those injuries were considered minor. Those people reportedly told police that someone had come to the house earlier in the day to work on their clothes dryer. The house that was destroyed was located about two blocks away from Georgian's City Hall building. Al Shock, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minneapolis's soon-to-retire Commissioner of Community Safety is clearing up some misconceptions before he steps away from the job in September. As WCCO's Laura Oaks reports, Dr. Cedric Alexander's retirement announcement Thursday came as a surprise considering he's been on the job for less than a year. Mayor Jacob Fry brought the 68-year-old law enforcement veteran on board last August to set up and oversee an entirely new system of public safety, something Alexander says has resulted in record numbers of people coming back to the city and feeling safe again. And I mean record numbers. 
And that's huge, and that says a lot, and that just doesn't happen by itself. Alexander disputes reports that he has complained about not having the staff and resources to do the job, that he's butted heads with Police Chief Brian O'Hara, and that he's been deliberately absent from significant public safety-related events, like when Attorney General Merrick Garland recently came to town. That was not our press conference. That was Department of Justice press conference. And if you go back and look at videos in other cities they've been in and what they did here, there are two people that they want at those press conferences. That is the mayor and the chief of police. Alexander's last day will be September 1st. After that, he says he's heading to Montana to ride some horses and rustle some cattle before settling back into retirement. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry has signed an executive order telling law enforcement to deprioritize investigating and arresting people in possession of psychoactive plants such as mushrooms. Mayor Fry says regardless of the stigma attached when you look at the science behind the benefits of entheogenic plants, it all points in one direction, helping people. And that's the business the city should be in. Fry's office says studies have shown that entheogenic plants have helped people with chronic depression, severe anxiety, addiction, post-traumatic stress, and other physical and mental conditions. The order does not legalize the plants or authorize their sale, distribution, or use behind the wheel. With the order, Minneapolis joins other major cities across the U.S. that have already taken this step. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. A 39-year-old Minnetonka man is now charged with second-degree murder in the death of his father in their Minnetonka home earlier this week. A criminal complaint says Jacob Sheck killed his 72-year-old father, Frederick Sheck, who had trauma to his face and lacerations to his face and neck. A bloody knife was found in the sink when police arrived. The motive is unclear. Jacob Sheck is in custody. Investigators are back in Jordan today trying to find out what caused a house to explode last night. There were three people inside at the time of the blast. Only one of them was hurt. Those injuries minor. Those people reportedly told police that someone had come to the house earlier in the day to work on their clothes dryer. The TSA is advising Minnesotans about the importance of gun safety at the airport. With over 30 guns already stopped at MSP checkpoints this year, the TSA is reminding travelers to properly surrender firearms before going through security. Spokesperson Jessica Maley says these actions are dangerous and make checkpoint wait times worse. We're just reminding passengers guns are never allowed in your carry-on bag or in the cabin of an airplane. Maylee says unloaded and stowed firearms need to be declared at the airline baggage counter to avoid penalties and fines. So it can go up to as high as $15,000 from the TSA. You know, there's several factors that we take into account. It might not be that high if it's your first offense. The TSA says it stopped over 3,000 guns at U.S. airport checkpoints in 2023, most of which were still loaded. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. State Patrol says Vikings first round draft pick Jordan Addison was stopped on Interstate 94 in St. Paul early yesterday morning, driving 140 miles an hour. The speed limit's 55. A trooper stopped him in a Lamborghini around 3 o'clock in the morning near Dale Street. The 21-year-old wide receiver out of USC was the Vikings' top pick in this year's draft. In a statement, the team says they are aware of the situation and are gathering more information. Finally today, while the golf world is concentrating on Royal Liverpool and the Open Championship this weekend in England, the 3M Open is preparing for next week's tournament in Blaine. They're preparing for some hot weather, and tournament director Mike Welch says some of the best golfers in the world are still committed to coming to Minnesota. 15-time PGA Tour winner and two-time PGA Championship winner, 
Justin Thomas. He'll be coming to the 3M Open this year. We've got 10 of the top 40 ranked players in the world in the OWGR. And, and the week after the Open Championship, it's not easy getting the players that you want, but we feel really good about what our field is this year. We are talking to the city of Blaine and Anoka County about having misting stations sporadically throughout the course. Um, you know, and, and I would just say that, you know, from our standpoint, we, we certainly want everybody to be safe, but we also, you know, we want folks to embrace Minnesota summers. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.